South Africa! Acknowledge me. Teresa Kanzi. Teresa Kanzi. The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. strike. Hello, keyboard warrior living in a mafia state. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike, podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country, the Ivula Lendondi, Vulandi City, in Mike M. Tanini, and straight into episode triple one. Thank you for listening on Amazon Music. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and also thank you for listening all the way from your bathroom. Did you know that there are some people who listen to the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike while cleaning their bathrooms? I mean, is this what you think of the airstrike? <laughs> Honestly speaking. Eh? Hey, I got hey, I eh, eh. Anyway, this is what we're doing today. I'll talk about being in a private relationship, if you're a young woman, you need to listen up. I'll give you insight from a male's perspective, whom happens to be a private person and he always wants to keep things private, especially in Umcholo. I've got a parody song from Kanzi Masilela, Bakari Banga features DJ Gistro and DJ Daraman. And lastly, I'll be talking Simone about untrustworthy organs of the state. Before we do so, though, let's get into your elders. We're dirty. So, Mamela, la manyala zawe mamelo zali betu during their youth when they were eating ubusha babo. Steph, his mind released in 1995. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Masienikwi lyrics. Verse 1 He might be doing you, but he's thinking about me. So, baby, think about another lover and go find another brother. I know he's my man, he's all in my hands. It feels good when he calls my name. Don't you wish you had the same? Feeling disgust, working your stuff, till he thinks about mine, now he's feeling real high. You ask why? Cause he's mine. Verse 2. Went out on a date, wasn't out too late, took you to a room, and you gave it up too soon, played you like a trick, cause you let him hit. Now he's coming home to a lover that is strong. I got all his love, baby. 
Don't try to take it. You wanted a piece? You were mistaken because he belongs to me. Baby, can't you see? Pre-chorus. I tell you something that just ain't cool. Never fall in love with a man who don't love you. I wouldn't waste my time telling you something wrong. You've been with him one night and now he's coming home. Chorus. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. You can't sleep at night. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Don't try to dry your eyes. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. I got him all the time. Quick summary of the song. This song is about a young woman whom is confronting her man's side chick. Yeah. I'm telling you about your mother confronting your daddy's side chick. And also, this song just points out the terrible things our fathers used to do to our mothers back in their youth. Okay? Terrible stuff. Really, really terrible. Anyway, let's get into more detail, as I always do. I'm going to start off with verse 1, line 1. He might be doing you, but he's thinking about me. That is some nasty shit. That is absolutely nasty. The thought of it all. Hmm? The, the absolute thought of it all. He might be doing you, but he's thinking about me. Ew! Ew, ew, ew. Are you telling me that our fathers, while they were doing the nasty stuff with their side chicks, they were thinking about our mothers? No, it can't be. Mm, that, is, that is nasty. Huh? And what level of insecurity were our mothers on? I mean, to console themselves in this way, by saying to the side chick that, he might be doing you, but he's thinking about me. Huh? There is some terrible levels of insecurity and unworthiness. Jeepers. Terrible stuff. Anyway, there's a part here that goes, it feels good when he calls my name. Don't you wish you had the same? So your mother, again, is confronting the side chick and telling the side chick, look, man, don't you want to have your own man? Yeah, because when my man, even though he's messing around with you, but when my man calls, it feels good to me when he calls my name. Don't you want that for yourself, girl, instead of being with my man? This is very confrontational. And also it's mixed with, once again, insecurities. I mean, this level of insecurity and consoling yourself for being made a fool by your man is, is crazy business and then it continues feeling disgust working your stuff what does your mother mean by saying that that she feels disgusted and the reason why she's feeling disgusted is because she's thinking about this side chick working her stuff on her man yeah that's the meaning of that she feels disgusted thinking about the side chick working her stuff on her man now, her stuff could be a lot of things. And on top of it is definitely sexual. So let's just move on. We go to verse 2. First line. Went out on a date, wasn't out too late, took you to a room and you gave it up too soon. Once again, your mama is out there consoling herself by bashing the other woman for being cheap. Like, I know you cheap. He booked a room for you, and then you gave it up too soon. You, you cheap. Just on one date, eh? you already gave it up too soon. You should have applied the 90 days rule. And by the way, before I move on, I want to state this. As I always do on your elders were dirty. We are all in a cycle. The things that you do as a young man, cheating on your woman, you book a room at an Airbnb 
or a hotel. You do the things with your side chick. Eh? Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And then you go your separate ways. Huh? You go back to your main chick. This is what our fathers used to do back in 1995. And I'm not saying this to say it is a right thing to do. I'm just pointing it out that we are just in a cycle. Anyway, let's continue with the song. Played you like a trick because you let him hit. Your mother here is very confrontational. Very, very confrontational. And if you just looking at this from face value, you would think that she's being a brave, combative, independent woman whom doesn't take shit from side chicks. It's, it's not like that. It's really not like that. This song sounds like a cry for help. Your mother is just really, really honestly speaking. She's consoling herself. Maybe she feels like and the only way she, you know, is trying to deal with the whole thing is by bashing the other woman instead of bashing your father. I mean, there's no need for her to say, ah, my man played you like a trick because you let him hit. Now he's coming home to a lover that is strong. And of course, the lover that is strong is your mother. Like she's really consoling herself. She thinks she's bashing the other woman for stealing her man, which is something the other woman didn't do. It's just that your dad couldn't keep it in his pants. Last line in verse 2 goes as follows. You wanted a piece. You were mistaken because he belongs to me. This is sad. This is very, very sad. Like your mother is okay with the fact that your father has been cheating on her with this woman. Even though it happened once. But who's to say it happened once? Maybe it happened a lot of times. But Yena, this is the only time she got to know about it. You see, this is very sad. You wanted a piece. You were mistaken because it belongs to me. You know, throughout history, side chicks at times end up being the main chicks. And this particular main chick, you know who, is going on and on and on fighting the woman. And I feel like, hey, maybe, just maybe, it ended in tears. But as a woman, you can't go on like this. If your man is cheating on you, just leave. Don't bash the other woman he's cheating with. Don't do that. Just move on. Yeah, cry yourself to sleep and become depressed. Lose your mind, whatever. But don't go after the woman. Leave that cheating man of yours. Jeepers. Let's go to the pre-chorus. I tell you something that just ain't cool. Never fall in love with a man who don't love you. I wouldn't waste my time. Once again, this is a very sad state. Why go for the woman? Why bash the woman? Bash your man. He's the one whom is cheating on you. Your man is not cheating on the side chick. No, he is cheating on you. So your mother can't go on and on and on trying to console herself by bashing the other woman, telling her that, ah, never fall in love with a man who don't love you. Hmm? This is something that's just not cool. Anyway, let's end it off with the chorus. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. You can't sleep at night. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Don't try to dry your eyes. Like your mother is just putting up a brave face over here. There's no way that there's only one woman that's crying over here and it's the side chick. No. In situations like these, it is the main chick who's crying and can't sleep at night because she's got a cheating partner. The side chick is the one that's psychologically winning this battle. Because she knows that the man has got a main chick, but he would rather spend time with her, the side chick. Hey, Boland. Man, 
the terrible stuff our fathers used to do to our mothers, it is unforgivable. Very, very unforgivable. But anyway, as I do on your elders were dirty, all I try to do is let you in on the terrible, dirty songs our elders used to listen to and also the dirty things they used to get up to in their youth back in 1995. I am a kind of man. I eat tomato man. I eat cucumber man. I eat French man. I eat broccoli man. I dance on your man. I avocado man. I eat bologna man. I eat chutney man. I eat kiwa man. I eat twelve man. I green pepper man. I chicken spicy man. I eat gravy man. I eat yama man. I lamb chops man. I eat sausage man. I eat good man. I eat lettuce man. I eat potato man. Shota, shota. Isonga, Isonga, Isonga. Kushoti songa, Isale songa, Isonga. A quite classic from Kanzi Masilela. It is titled My Lunchbox. I think he's got all the right ingredients for a proper lunchtime setup. The Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. I want to take this moment and talk about being in a private relationship. And also, I'm here to defend private relationships. I am pro-private relationships. And I want to give you my perspective as a male. This goes to you, young woman, whom is battling with the ideology of a private relationship. And I think most of the reason why you are battling with this is because of the noise that's around you regarding private relationships. Throughout my dating career, it is a career, dating is a career, I haven't publicly displayed my partner or ex-partners. It's just not my thing. It's, it's just not. I don't do that. And for most of us guys, being private is part of our personalities. We are private people. And some decide on which extent they want to take things privately. And I'll give you examples of this. And most of the examples that I'm going to give you stem from me and my whole perspective on relationships and the whole world and people. And I'll start it off by saying this. I have my own reasons for keeping it private. And one of those reasons is not for the purpose of me wanting to cheat on my partner or ex-partners. No. That's the first thing I want to get out of the window. As I am trying to let you in on why a man decides to be private with their relationship. Yes, there are some women whom want to keep things private too, but I'm mostly going to focus on the guy's perspective. A guy doesn't want to keep the relationship private because he wants to get up to no good. No. It's just that some men, like myself, have been these private beings since they were born. And also, the privacy stems from the fact that when growing up, we got all the love and attention we wanted from our elders, from both parents, etc. Your mother and your father giving you attention and love, or being strict, whatever. You just were attended to as a child. And that upbringing 
really influences how you will conduct yourself as a teenager up to being an elder. Hence, a lot of things that happen in our lives, we just keep them private because it's normal to keep them private. And also, you don't want everyone to know what is going on in your life. And on top of that, you don't want every Tom, Dick, and Chumelo to know about your close circle and the people you love. We are very finicky about such a space. Simply because we don't want the people whom we love to be hurt by external factors such as other people. We also do not see the reason why the whole world should know the finer details of our lives. It's unnecessary. I'll speak about me for a few moments. Things that are happening in my private life, they stay in my private life and they should stay there forever. That's how I view things and the world. And just because I do not post about something doesn't mean I have never experienced it before or I am not going through this bad or good time in my life. And I think this stems from the fact that I understand that right now, since, I don't know, the dawn of the digital era, we have been in this vanity era where being vain is the in thing. And the vanity stems from a lot of people lacking depth in their life. And also, they, they carry these traumas that they're running away from. And one of those traumas is daddy issues or mommy issues. And always wanting to constantly be showered with validation and love by everyone. And by everyone, I mean strangers too. I don't have that. Hell, I don't want strangers to know what's happening in my private life. And on top of that, even the people I know who know me, vice versa, there are certain things that they shouldn't know about my private life because I have got a very close-knit membership, I should call it, of close family and friends. They are the ones whom know the most private of private things that are happening in my life, past and present. And what they know doesn't go beyond them. And I don't seek validation from people outside of my close family and friends. That's where I get my love, my support. Vice versa, I also give them love and support. Like I am content with the small group of people who know the finer details of my life. So relationship-wise, they are the ones who will know who I am with. And I've introduced my woman to such people. They know of her, she knows of them. That's what's very important to me. And I know for a lot of young women, they will battle with this. That I will, okay, Diabazi, Abandu, whom are close to you, but why don't you show me to the rest of the world? But from a guy's perspective, and this is what she should know, is that the rest of the world is not important to the guy. The guy just introduced you to the most important people in his life. People he feels that you should know them and they should know you. This is his close circle that has got close family and friends. This is enough for him. This is where he gets his love and validation and support, etc. He doesn't need it from the street. And your guy has been this way since he was a kid. And most probably he was taught this from a very young age that look, do not seek validation and love outside of 
your home. Now, I understand that there are some people who grew up in homes where there was absolutely no love. The love was lacking. The support was lacking. And that's why throughout their teenage years and adult life, they carry these traumas. Hence, they seek validation and love from the street and the rest of the world. And these people are people who don't give a fuck about you. It's that whole emotional trauma a person doesn't want to deal with. And they project it on their relationships, especially on a man who is very private. Anyway, to touch on further on the notion that just because I do not post about things doesn't mean I don't experience things. I've lost people that I love very dearly. I've lost my grandfather. I have lost my grandmother. It was the most horrendous and terrible thing to go through, losing a person you love. I never posted about such things on social media. I didn't. I didn't have that need. I didn't have that void. I, I, I don't lack depth. And I, I don't have this me, 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 me thing where I go on social media and I post a freaking long thesis on the person who passed away and how they affected my life and there's a picture attached to the post of that person. No, I don't do that. I don't. The people who should know about such private things were there. They were there throughout the whole process from the moment they knew that so-and-so passed away to the day we were done with the ceremony, the funeral, and everything that's supposed to be done traditionally. They were there from start to finish. That's it. That's, that's what matters to me. Not the whole world knowing that, oh my God, Utulisa lost his grandfather and his grandmother. Oh, shame, man. I wonder what he's going through. I am not interested in such things. This information is private to me. This is a very private thing. And I don't want everyone to know about it. You see, so this is a perspective from a man who keeps a lot of things private and things that are meant to be private are private, such as relationships. So I don't want the whole world to know who my partner is. No, it's none of the world's business who my partner is. And the world will not give me validation. Members of my close-knit circle are the ones whom will give me the warmth and the validation and the love and support in the relationship I have with this amazing person that I am with right now. Umklaba Wonge does not need to know. And this is what I expressed to her from the get-go, that listen, I'm a very private person. And I will give you evidence of how private I am. You can go on my social media you will see I've never ever posted about my personal life. I haven't even posted about my mother. There's no way in hell that you will find me posting a picture of my mother and you can see my mother or my father. That, okay, this is my mother or this is my father. There's nowhere on my social media you will see me posting my siblings and my relatives whom I love very much. I don't post about such things because it's private information. And my privacy is something I hold very dearly. And this goes to all the other dudes whom are very private, who just always keep things private. We are not keeping things private because we want to cheat or create space where people talk behind your back as the partner of a guy whom is very private. 
Haibu chomik tena kifisha laka kakposti anywhere. No, umtu wamu private. He's very private. Aga posting his ozindo. Haibu chomik not even like on WhatsApp or Telegram, whatever. Uh-uh. Umtu wama gayez londo u private. Ha-ha, chomik mani kodni to inge korrati ngala mfana because tena nga zuk posta. And this is your woman's friend projecting her own insecurities on your woman. Not knowing that you and your woman had this conversation that, okay, Mamela, the private. I'm a private person and it doesn't mean Ukba, there's this and there's this snacks behind your back. The friend doesn't know this. Ah, mancho, mm-mm, mm-mm. Abafana banjia, abanga postio, gabaganya barong. Only to find out, it's actually the opposite. In today's world, ooh, it's the opposite. A big example of this is Prince KB. Mchita always posted his women on public platforms. Everyone knew who his woman is. Kanti behind his woman's back is busy cheating on her, making a fool out of her. Biaibona Londo. So, it is not always the guy who keeps things private who's in the wrong. The guy who keeps things private is keeping things private because he's a private person. That's it. Nothing more to it. Nothing less to it. Nothing center to it. Nothing left or right to it. He's just a private person. And that's how he also does this whole mjolo relationshiping thing. He keeps it private. Keeps it private. Whatever happens in the relationship happens privately from vacations to the fights the disagreements to the goofiness the fun times etc all those things are done privately because the guy is just private hell there are some guys who don't even post about the beautiful homes they live in or the beautiful supercars they drive i know a couple of Guys who live that way, beautiful homes, beautiful cars, but you'll never ever see them posting that shit on public platforms. They keep things private because they've got no point to prove to anyone. And that's another thing people have to understand about private people. We feel like we don't have a point to prove to anyone. If you want to draw up your own conclusions about a private person, who keeps things private. You need to ask yourself, first of all, why are you nosy? What is going on in your life that is not of interest to you that you invest so much of your valuable time trying to find out what is happening in another person's life? What emotional traumas are you running away from? Hmm? Why are you so interested in, in knowing whom Tulisa is with? You're going to have a very difficult time trying to find out what's going on in Tulisa's life if you go on Tulisa's social media to get answers. That's one of the major things about me. Sometimes I feel pity for my exes whom go on social media to try to find out what am I doing? Who am I with? Where do I live? Who do I hang out with? It's a very difficult thing to do, to go on my social media to look for such answers because you will not find a drop of those digital answers. You won't. Simply because I am a very private person. I decide what to post on social media. I decide what my neighbor needs to know about me. I decide to let a person know where I hang out. I've been to beautiful farmers, markets. I've never posted that shit on social media because it's private information and damn, I was with my woman and we were having a great time together. 
being at a farmer's market. And also, you need to protect these farmer's markets because, hey, you don't want to post a farmer's market and then groovists go there and then they turn it to groove. No. So a private person experiences these things but doesn't post about these things. It's private info. I, I, I hope this helped. If you are a woman who's been battling being in a relationship with a man who keeps things private, thinking that he's hiding you and he's hiding things, I hope, I hope what I've said in the past couple of minutes will help you out and erase some of these doubts you've had about your man. And before I, I move on, I, I just want to add this. As a man who loves to keep things private, it is an extreme blessing to be with a woman whom is also private. Oh, what a match. Ooh. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. Tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. It's been a while since I dropped a DJ Dadaman and a DJ Gistro production on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. They make a return with a new Bacardi banger playing in the background right now. The song is titled We Ralang. It's our Bacardi Banger of the Week.
This is our Bacardi banger on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike, DJ Gistro and DJ Dadaman. Wiralang, Wetalang, that's the title of this one. Oh, by the way, I had a chat with Musiwa over the weekend on my Facebook. He says he's about to drop an album and we should look forward to it. I know I'm looking forward to it. And trust me, I will drop a few songs from his upcoming album. Watch out for that. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerachis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench, who are sitting there, disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst you are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you pitomusimoning about? I have to pitomusimoing about untrustworthy organs of the state. This is after I came across an article reporting about a man who spent 813 days in prison for an unlawful arrest after he fatally shot a hijacker near Hillbro. The report goes as follows. While the man was driving into his home, he came across hijackers who attempted to hijack him. He then fired a few warning shots and one of the hijackers didn't want to budge. He didn't at all. So after doing so, the man shot at the hijacker. So he then went to the Hillbrow police station and told the police over there that this is what went down only for the police to arrest him. He then spent a couple of days in a holding cell upon having to appear in court. So how did it come to 813 days in prison? It is due to the fact that the police fumbled the whole case. From your investigating officers to your constables and whomever is responsible for writing down the statement. In 813 days of this man's life in prison, wrongfully so, the police said they had no idea that he was the victim in this case. They thought he was the perpetrator. Imagine that. Now, do you believe that this is some innocent thing done by the police? I don't think you think so. I'm of the belief that these police officers were actually protecting criminality in places such as Hillbrook because that area is rife with criminality. Anything or everything wrong that you can think of happens in Hillbrook. The police are in the pockets of criminals. So, to cut the long story short, eventually the victim got his freedom. A magistrate ordered that the police give this man 2.6 million rand. Goba, he was wrongfully arrested and he spent 813 days in prison. So the magistrate ordered police minister Begitele to pay this man that amount of money. In one of the things that were stated by the magistrate was that the police not only suppressed his evidence, the evidence of the victim, they conducted a wholly inadequate and shoddy investigation and delayed the investigation for months on end with no reasonable explanation. Sounds like the police were working with the criminals, protecting the criminals. Well, we are warned that in this country, it's every man for himself. You need to protect yourself as a citizen. I can't imagine the amount of trauma this man had to go through. Simply because we live in a mafia state. That's why I say this in the intro. That one, you are a keyboard warrior living in a mafia state. If you don't protect yourself in this country, you are fucked. So at least at the end of this man's tunnel, there was light. He is going to get a payout of 
close to 2.7 million rand from the state because the state fucked up. They also fucked up this guy's life. They mentally destroyed this man. He did also say he had to go through some messed up ish while he was imprisoned. He avoided a few fights. Gangs in prisons were after him. He's got a scar or bruise on his face that is there forever due to being wrongfully imprisoned for 813 days. This is all due to the untrustworthy organs of the state. You can't trust in these people anymore. You can't. Those days are long gone. Of course, right now you see them making tons and tons of movements from the SIU to almost every week now. We come across a story where criminals are shot dead. The police are all of a sudden, you know, taking action. This other unit called the NIU is just doing things there. It's just cleaning the country all of a sudden. Gobagaloku, the 2024 elections are around the corner. So they acting like they work. And I'm not going to directly blame the police officers or these people in law who, who've been wanting to do their jobs. Yes, amongst them, there are those who are corrupt. But you'd find that with these mostly high-profile cases, people in law enforcement can't do their jobs because they are stopped by someone higher up. But now, all of a sudden, law enforcement is active. Even though their image has long been tainted, they are an untrusty organ of the state. And I just want to broaden this notion and point this out. Here in Cape Town, on the weekend of 22 to 25 September, long, nice weekend, we experienced a Cape storm. I'm sure you've seen the videos and the images on social media and on news channels. And one of the things I want to point out to you is, have you noticed the silence from your Julius Malema and the EFF? They have long been advocating for black South Africans to find settlement in areas that are not meant for housing. And thousands and thousands of poor people whom have got absolutely no other choice but to get themselves into these circumstances end up building houses, as in shacks, in these areas. There are some areas in Cape Town, and I've known this since I was a kid, that you can't build anything, especially housing, in such areas. Leave those areas alone. Go but come winter, that area will be flooded. And people have been told this over and over and over again. It's due to the water table. Yes, during summer days and summer season, it's dry land, it's flat land. It looks like nothing happens over there. You know, there's, there's vegetation that grows. But come winter and the storm, it all of a sudden becomes a floodplain. And people get told this, but they still continue to build shacks and form an informal settlement in such areas. And I've got no sympathy when I see pictures and videos like the ones I saw over the weekend where people's homes, shacks, had water in them. Some water levels were knee high. Some water levels were even waist high. These people were told to not build shacks in such areas. Now, where is Julius Malema and his EFF to save such people from these floods? Where are they? Where is he? Nowhere to be seen. Now, it's every man for himself there in informal settlements. You're trying to use buckets to remove the water from your home and place the water elsewhere. But as you're doing it, you look like a, an insane person because while you're busy trying to 
remove the water, the water keeps coming back into your shack. Now you're on your own. No Julius Malema or the EFF to help you out. You're in shit. And then you get those morons who go on TV and say, no, the government it doesn't care about us here in the Western Cape. They don't care. Uh, they're not helping us with anything. There's no disaster relief. Fuck off. You, like thousands of others, were told to not build any shacks in that area because come winter, usekaken. Literally. So I thought I should broaden the untrustworthiness of organs of the state and include politicians such as Julius Malema and his EFF, who at times say things that really mislead people. And when shit hits the fan, they are not there to help the very same people they encouraged to build shacks in areas that are not meant for housing. Masim Valenjalu, episode 111. I am back again next week for episode 112 of the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. Thank you very much for lending me your ear. And remember, whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. Adios, amigos, and bonita damas. Paradise. They are what you sow. Welcome to your paradise. The Tutu Lisa Kan 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 Airstrike.